Podcast that talks to different people from around the world about their unique beliefs, ideas, and worldviews. And I hope that in this little way, we can create a better world amidst our differences. Okay, welcome to Elmo's World Podcast. This is Elmo Odor Jr., your host, and I am with. Manuel Varela, he is from Santiago, Chile. He studied uh, video game development and is now working on uh, graphic design and uh, working on making games about mostly about animals. He has a website, uh, uh, friendlylama.com. And uh, he, I think he has a lot to talk about when it comes to human nature, the mind, uh, religions like Buddhism and uh, well, we can get a better perspective of, of what it is to be someone from Chile. So, uh, Manuel, can you... Uh... Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, first time I'm in a podcast. And, uh, I'd love this to, to just chat about philosophical things. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm from Chile. And um, I'm, I'm a video game developer, and um, I, I like to read about uh, the, the state of our society. And uh, I feel that we're making so much mistakes <laughs> that are so easily avoidable, you know, because, uh, yeah. yeah, for example, this pandemic right now, it, it's been very hard. It's been a very hard situation that none of us was expecting at all. But it's something that can just happen, you know. For most of human for human history, there's been pandemics, <laughs> um, but this time it's it's very hard because uh, we have a system that in which we need to work, so to make a living, to be able to pay for pay for food, and you have to go to the supermarket for food and all that stuff. And it's very hard to to do this quarantine, especially when you when you look at how globalized the world is right now. Yeah, and you're exactly right. For example, most of the people in this world actually live in the future because most of them uh, live take loans, and so expect that because they can work the next month, uh, they can pay off for how mm-hmm. they would live today. But uh, when when the SIP system is stopped. Well, everything goes to shit, yeah, exactly. right? And that's what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but um, for someone in Chile, uh, what is the situation um, there? Uh, is it good? Is it really bad? Well, here in Chile, it's 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 kind of bad actually. We have a a government from uh from the right wing, you can say. I think. Um, it's um, yeah. the government of Sebastián Piñera. I don't know if you've heard of him, but um, well, that's, yeah. there's a funny thing that happened here in Chile. Um, we were like a kind of a capitalist experiment during the 70s. Um, after, um, um, after Allende was elected president, there was a, a dictatorship which was funded by the CIA and uh, they kind of just sold everything to the enterprises 
and we have a, a very special case here where er almost everything is privatized. So the water belongs to a Spanish company, uh, the health system is almost um, completely privatized, the education is very expensive, and, and so that puts us in a, a very hard place to solve things, you know? Um, so, uh, for example, right now we have a uh, Viñera, which um, he, during the dictatorship, he stole a bank, um, or not, not stole a bank, I mean, uh, he, he made it go bankrupt, actually in the city where I live right now. And nobody trusts him. Uh, <laughs> in the moment, I, I guess there were people who went for him. But right now, given the protests that has been going on, his, uh, his approval has dropped to like 5%, 4%. And so nobody trusts the government. Um, even um, the BBC, I think, I read that... Uh, they they think that he also lost the uh, how do you say he he's not governing anymore <laughs> things just are going <laughs> how is that how is that like uh, then what's what's happening in the government if the the exec executive executive doesn't have any power at all what's happening yeah well it's it's a shit show. <laughs> Um, so there's just <laughs> people um, talking about things. You know, the Minister of Health, he says uh, some very stupid things. Everyone laughs and um, they, for example, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, they said that uh, it was going to be okay, that the virus, he literally said that the virus might become a good person. <laughs> And so they, it's like they're in a completely different world, you know, and they're surrounded by their own kind and they can only, they only see the senators, the, the, the governors and, and they, and they talk only with people in their own sector. So they, they don't really know what's happening. You know, there's people like uh, dying from hunger. Um, people who can't uh, who can't work who can get food and and they deny it because they they really don't think that is going on okay yeah it seems to me that uh even amidst the government's lack of response or uh, competence uh chileans mm -hmm. are pretty chill <laughs> and ju i'm just joking <laughs> yeah but but seriously like um uh are you? Are, what are you doing? Like, are you just waiting for the next election so you could uh, change the government, or, or is it just simply that uh, because there's a pandemic you can't do anything politically? Uh, well, actually, um, I don't. I feel like uh, wait for the next election and just elect someone different won't make a very big difference because I mean you can have a very good president. He could have a very good intentions and be a highly moral person, um, but uh, you still have a system where people can be corrupted very easily, you know, and they can still get so much um, out of it. 
um, they they lock themselves up in this in this like uh, illusion that they control everything, that their decisions are very important. Well, because they are, but they are imposed on us. So so yeah, they they, they live in a in a kind of bubble, and we if we want to solve this kind of thing. If we want to go beyond these problems, I think we have to go beyond the political system also, you know? Um, I mean, this is the, the system, the society is, so, is something that we all do, we're all making all the time. And so we, we actually really don't need to have senators, politicians or anything. We We should start to learn like, to, to live, um, it, it sounds kind of uh, spiritual or I don't know, but we, we have to live in the moment, like face the things that are going on right now and not focus on things that are um, actually our own imagination, you know, the economic system, uh, the paycheck, debts. We're all just uh, focusing on that sort of thing, but there are those are abstract things that we are imposing on ourselves and that are actually causing us more trouble than solutions. I guess that um, for a human being, uh, his needs uh, for security or economics or logistics like food and uh, paying for uh, the bills is uh, essentially the, the one of the most um, important things. But when you look at it, uh, you also have to deal with the philosophical uh, issues that you one one has to face yeah. in life, right? And uh, I, that's that's awesome what you said that you have people actually have to uh, divert their attention from something more important, which is uh, finding themselves and living life to its fullest. And how would you think someone from Chile could do that? to live life to the fullest, mm. as you say? Well, it's hard because uh, first of all, to get to that point, I think you have to have your other necessities covered. So um, by, by living in the present, I, I actually meant that uh, we have to like grow our own food, maybe, to uh, learn for ourselves. And, and well, um, for example, um, I'm, I'm right now, I'm trying to find some communities here in Chile. I just recently started Googling uh, eco-villages, which I think are a very great way to go for the future. It's complicated because you again have a, a, a group of people organizing and, and that's always hard. It's always been hard and it's hard right now. <laughs> but um, I guess... Um... Yeah, permaculture, for example, uh, it's it's, it's one thing that's really famous uh, or trending in China where uh, even uh, famous TV stars just go to the the farms and they they plant and they produce everything they use every day. But I guess that you would have to actually own lands or to actually have capital in order to do that, right? And... Uh, that's why you have to live. You have to live in eco villages. But uh, how how does that work actually? How do you think that would 
work if you uh yeah as you suggested echo villages um well we we would have to um have a a, a lot of information first of all um which we have uh we have a uh, there's right now a lot of scientists studying human behavior and what factors uh, determine human behavior and a lot of aspects of psychology which we would really need to know if we if we want to live together you know it's just a, a bunch of information that right now we're just bypassing and ignoring because they don't serve this system so first of all we would have to make that information available for people who want to make communities and for people who want to join them and try to to make a, a good living out of the community where people feel safe and they feel secure uh, both physically and and uh, psychologically you know um we have to transcend from this from this state of mind where uh, they have to pay me in order for me to work um we have to to like really like share the planet you know <laughs> share the the ground and right now it, it it's uh, like I, like you said uh, and you have to buy a land you have to have uh, capital and it's it's complicated and and most uh, people who think like me it's kind of shaming it's kind of uh well it, it ashamed a, a little bit to recognize that yeah we need money but it's not that we actually need money it's just that uh, we are this is imposed you know that they, it's so globalized that every land every piece of of ground you know it's all owned by someone and uh, it's because we've come a long way doing this because maybe it served some purposes at the beginning um it was uh it, it must have been very comfortable to like uh, settle down and figure out with your neighbors where does uh, my house end and where does your house begin but it went it went on and on and now it's, it's something completely different you know for example I, i i go out of my house and i see outside every house is separated by a by a wall a, a big wall <laughs> and i don't know my neighbors they don't know my neighbors um we have all become so separated that we we truly miss these things you know <laughs> yeah uh I guess that um uh for example uh, for me one thing I would say to Chile to Chile is that you revolt man <laughs> you have a social revolution and whatever foreign company is trying to strangle your country kick them out man you have the power you're you're, you're the people yeah exactly right? and but uh, that, that that's that's what's happening in my country right the olig- oligarchs are being uh uh suppressed by the our president so that uh the people will get the, what they deserve like uh, for example we have a telecompany who who's not paying taxes and 
and he's now they they got closed down because of of the the, the being penalized and uh it's also at, uh, attacking the the privately owned water companies and electrical companies and i i'm seeing progress mm-hmm. here but uh i guess it's uh, politics is different in chile and uh the second thing i would say is that true human nature you know because uh, we humans are meant to be in open spaces to live uh more relaxing and uh, less stressful situations compared to uh, being in cities and being in all that stuff and i guess that's something that's a factor when you can't count uh, the psychology in be of every citizen when it been being in a in a very compact and small system where everybody is just there to work mm. and not just to live you know yeah and th- that's real uh, that's a real problem yeah it's a big problem <laughs> um yeah i mean <laughs> um yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, do do you think that do you think that every every Chilean feels this way when they live in a sit in the city, or some actually enjoy the the impersonal life and just being alone in their apartment? Do you think? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. What do you think? I I think um, yeah, most people um they have they're very accustomed to this you know when you when you are born in a city when you go to school in a city and have friends in a city then your complete life is based on that style you know and it's very hard to move from something like that even when it's uh, it's uh, it's harming you you know it could be doing harm to you like uh, for example with the the air that you breathe it could be like highly polluted. Santiago is, is a very polluted city. But um, but but when you when you are living in that way of life, you like internalize those values. And and then you well most people end up defending it. So yeah we, we have a we had a very big social revolution Uh, we're trying to tell the companies that stop their shit or uh, we're going to burn them off. I don't know, but it's it's way more complicated than that because we would actually need to to change our way of life. You know, the, I mean, there could be like two million Chileans on the street, um, but then the day ends and the next day they still get up and go to work. So it's not really changing, you know. It's like we're like uh, we organize to tell the the leaders, the the self-proclaimed leaders, that uh, they they need to work for us, but we're not like to the point yet that I think we need to get to where we organize ourselves and I don't know like the break down the walls. Uh, Start a, um, a, a garden to to feed the people around. You no, know, that's like the the switch. I think that has to be made to share the space and all that. Mm-hmm. 
I guess uh, those are uh, for me actually those are very uh, utopian views or or some would say mm-hmm. very communist views you know like uh, <laughs> yeah but uh, don't get me wrong but um, that's my first thought when you say that uh, people are just living in a ecosystem where they work together without any uh, form of money or uh, that's uh, but I, I don't think that's the way it, you think it works but Um, well, the the real problem that you will face is economics, right? Because uh, you will still need electricity. Mm-hmm. You will still need uh, clean, uh, drinkable water and uh, all the uh, products that modern f- production can offer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. How, how would you solve that when you're in an eco-village? Well, uh, I, I think that there's a big misconception that all oh, the technology, the technology, the light, the clean water is like a fruit of capitalism. Most people think that if you don't have money, you can't have technology. But I think that's like a very big misconception. We have those things because humans have invented them, you know. Um, capitalism right now is, is the way we are organized um, and it has been separating us so much telling us that we are separated that we need to buy our own stuff and you have to own you know your food you have to own your place um, that uh, when you when you talk about gathering people um, organizing people it, it is commonly Uh, called communism because yeah it, it it feels like that it's associated with that but it's it's completely different because you know communism still makes a lot of problems communism still has a government still has a money system and it repeats uh, a lot of the problems that are going on right now so uh, what I'm talking about is something completely different. You know, uh, we have all this technology, we have all these resources, and when we live right now, it's it's not an economy. I mean, just look at all the cars that are parked right now, that are not being used. All the cameras, all the, the houses that are empty, and so it's still wasted, you know, it's trash, <laughs> because we could have like, so so many less cars and just everyone could use them because we don't really need that many cars but companies make so much by selling this by telling everyone to get their own car that uh, it's been imposed and established in a way that it's hard to make the transition and right now we need to make it Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, um, I guess that uh, when we talk about communism, uh, initially uh, in, in an idea, purely perfect world where communism actually works, I guess initially you would have to you would have to uh, have a very dicta- dictatorial government where every everything every every form of production is controlled, but and. Uh, proper and uh, all that stuff. Private property is uh, uh, gone, and but um, I guess that 
uh, after after that that the initial process, I think every communist actually desires what you what you want, yeah. right? What that a, per, a perfect world where everything is free and ju- and uh, and production uh, 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 exceeds the scarcity, right? And that everything is is perfect. But I guess that's where we that's where human nature comes in. You know, <laughs> because we're not really robots who do good per, uh, every every time, and a lot of humans would be uh, very greedy. You know, like uh, they would want more than uh, they their their counterparts or their friends or their family. And the funny thing is, it we can see that in social media, right? For example. Um, the the main reason why you are on social media is is not not to look at other people but to get more likes for yourself right, right? so <laughs> it's for yourself actually you know and especially instagram yeah. and you can see that and tiktok where you can see that people are not getting paid to do to do to dance they're not getting paid to be to do what they they have to do they're just enjoying putting themselves out there and especially mm. in teenagers especially girls teenage girls and they even come to the point where they, where they objectify themselves in order to to be more attractive and uh and get yeah. more uh, viewers yeah and so uh human nature is is much much more uh has a lot of weakness and i don't think for me i don't think that we 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 would be able to uh be in a perfect communist world unless we change this nature you know what do you think well um i think uh greediness and selfishness it's not uh like per se part of human nature um i think those are values that uh, we live in a world right now where you can get much more benefit by being selfish. You don't share your things. If you if you just uh, fuck people, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. you can get so much for yourself that it's it's kind of better. And being good and, and kind is just like a moral thing that. And it, it doesn't go more than that. Um, our human nature, I believe, is more like well, it's it's very complex. It's it's hard to talk about human nature because we're just under, we're just beginning to understand. But I think it has a lot to a lot more to do with um, with in, interiorizing the world around you. You know, so if you live in a greedy system, you're going to be greedy. But if you live in a, if you are born into a society based on love and kindness, then then that's the way you're going to behave, you know. And and social media, well, it's it's a it's another thing because it's it's designed in a way to to make you addicted to it, you know. I mean, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, they they're all well. They all belong to Facebook, which uh, makes money, makes profit out of advertisement. 
So that's their goal, you know? <laughs> they're a company and they need to make money. I mean, Facebook, Instagram, they're all free, but they're not really, really free because they're making money out of your attention and out of um, every advertisement you watch. And so what they need to do is get to you get to get you to look at more ads <laughs> and the way they do it is by making you addicted to it so it it's uh, kind of taking all our social vulnerabilities and like i said before we are we really try to interact uh, our external world and we and we really want to be like accepted you know and that's like our main drive to have a social group where you feel safe because that's the way we survived for many years being hunter gatherers and if the group split decides that they don't like you that you're a piece of shit and then you can just fuck off and, and you're going to be dead in a couple of days you know <laughs> so you, you truly need to be accepted and the, the better the group things of you, the better are your odds of survival. So with Facebook, with Instagram, we see these things, we see people getting so much, so much likes and because right, right now, in a way, our tribe is based on, on social media, you know, especially now with the pandemic. We're all communicating through social media, and then it has a, a step, a set of rules very different from from real communication. You know, <laughs> sorry, this is the lag. You know, <laughs> um, for example, if we have a if we had a, a social network that could just focus on 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 your well-being, that used your information not to sell you ads but to be aware of uh, of how you feel. Of if you're sad, for example, it could I don't know. Just saying, you could tell a friend of you to to talk to you, and then you 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 come together, you meet, and you feel better. You know, if the social network was designed that way, it would be very very different. Yeah. Um. Uh, what you said earlier that uh. We, a person internalizes what society uh, tells him or t- teaches him, right, or shows him, and that's 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 where the the problem of either it, uh, is is human is it human nature or is it simply the nurture part or the environment that forms who we are? But I guess that um, initially uh, there was no society the first uh, the first time there there was just uh uh us trying to uh with families uh not really re- living in tribes but more of as as in the family un- family unit where we try to live but then that's where we started to be in bigger groups and in, in bigger groups and and eventually forming the the nations and the global globalization but then um i would say that society was actually dictated by who we already evolved to be 
as humans, right? And for example, uh, as you said that uh, we human beings uh, want to be accepted by the tribe so that we could be welcome in society. And that's where the social media works, where it rewards us for being uh, able to conform to how people like us or view us. And so uh, initially, I would say that it is biological, you know, and even even our the social constructs is mostly based on how on the on the conflicts that come out of the biology in human the in humanity, especially in our psychology, right? And and we and we in society we constantly have have these conflicts, and we ha- and we have reached. Uh, where we are today because of these conflicts but um, I guess that also society can have an, an effect in social and human nature as well you know right for example uh, a society could choose who gets to live or who gets to thrive in a society and and that 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 biology or that that nature in a in a in a specific human is rewarded, and he he is able to continue living on, and and we can see that uh, that that the most greedy people are usually the the ones who thrive the most now now, and I guess that that that's actually very very biological, and that and actually works in a. In a in a paradigm of evolution, right? That th- those who think more of themselves are actually the ones who survive. Survive, but I guess that the the because we we have reached uh, billions of populations. I guess that natural selection doesn't work that way anymore compared to before. That there is a, a few population, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Absolutely. I mean, natural selection is completely different now because the the set of rules, the environment is completely different. But it's always changing, you know. I mean, we adapted to a specific environment. We are rewarded with the social emotions, mostly works and the way that that our our own condition works is we get rewarded by just feeling good you know uh, i have a good time with my friends uh, i am rewarded by that if i can if i can be like a person if i make them laugh i'll, I'll be happy you know and so uh, when a society grows it's 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 very gradual you know from from we go from the point where we live in families which uh, which was a, ve- a very long time actually. We as mammals, we have a, a, a social nature, but it's uh, just to a, a very small group. We we only tended to like or to trust uh, very close people. If if you if you were to to live with someone, to share your resources, to to sleep near some uh, people, you really need to to trust them. You know. You have to really, really know that they are not going to kill you, because it's important, you know. <laughs> and and so, well, there's always been the people that think 
well, I I hunt more lions, then then why shouldn't I get more food? And those people kind of just go go away and they start taking care of themselves that way. But well, there's always been that people. There's that there's also animals who do that. There's also animals who don't. But it's it's more complicated now because we have a very very big impact on the world and it's like we haven't realized it yet but we're not just a monkey who gets uh, more resources we are taking them away from the planet in a way that maybe in a point they won't be able to to replenish to restore you know and um I, I've read a, I don't know if you know Yuval Noah Harari. He talks um, about when societies grow and grow. There's like a, a tipping point in our revolution. We were, when we were able to start um, for the first time in, in all the evolution of every animal to like imagine things that are not real to to believe in things that are not necessarily right there. For, um, for example, um, tribes began to, to believe in spirits um, in, in a way that no other animal can, because you can tell a monkey that um, if he's a good monkey, he's going to go to heaven. <laughs> a monkey cannot understand that a monkey just wants uh, the banana and, and to eat, you know. You can't, you can't um, get him to understand those things. So, and what differentiates us from them mostly is the 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 ability to think of abstract things and also the complex language we have. And it evolved so much that that same concept of believing in spirits and all sort of things. It got more sophisticated that in a point um, they started thinking about gods. Then they thought about only one god. And then they thought about no god, but money. And money is also a very abstract thing, you know? So um, yeah, right now we're uh, imposing those things and we still have those behaviors of, of uh, selfishness, I mean, the, the um, sudden, because, well, not, not everyone thinks like that, but when you have a, a system that's set up that way, where money is the way of giving you access to all the other things, the environment becomes completely different, you know, and natural selection um, changes. It morphs into that, and, and people have to adapt. You know, so so right now we have a we have been adapted to something, and we are living right now in in a system that we are not adapted to, and which also hasn't been adapted to us, but we're following its rules like 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 really like it was some kind of god, like the the economics like it's like they 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 move the world you know the the countries that are more important are the countries that have more money 
and they have control over most things because some invisible god decided to give them more power you know we're so so into that that we we can't really see that it's just our imagination yeah i get it that um you know? uh i love that you describe money as the new god because it it, it actually mm-hmm. sort of is you know it's 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 it, it's what we attain to that's why it's that it's a it's the stuff that we try to get more of and that um Uh, how we it's simply our imagination it's you're, you're truly right just paper is just paper and coins are just uh met pieces of metal and and um yeah but i guess that uh we human beings have to live with this you know and and if we 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 can't choose to leave society altogether but Um, we will. I I think we we will, wouldn't be able to survive alone, you know, and that's why we. Uh, so in order for us to continue uh, living a long lifespan, we have to conform to the system that we were born in. But um, hopefully someday we can uh, reach uh, a point where uh, human labor is not necessary. And there would be some sort of universal basic income, or simply that everything would be free, you know. But I guess that, but I guess that uh, as long as there are people in power on the top who are in control of the production and how it progress is made, Mm. I don't think they would allow uh, a, a, a perfect world to happen because in that world they would lose their power. You know the hierarchy would be destroyed, and they don't want that. They still want to be on the top, yeah. and 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 the the, yeah. the when when people know that we can actually we don't actually need to work anymore, and that for example, uh, robots or machinery or factories can produce on their own and uh, to a more uh, to a more more higher level compared to just human labor. Then it would be up to the people to stand up for themselves and say, "Hey, um, uh, you might be able to produce more, but uh, we as a human beings, we're not gonna let you. Cont- uh, we're not gonna buy your uh, stuff unless you uh, you help you help society altogether. You know, and 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 that's what the thing that companies need. They need they need consumers." Right, no matter how much they produce, if if the consumers yeah. won't buy them, would cancel them, then they would have no power. So, I guess that um, um, it, it, it's it's just simply progress that we're expecting, you know. But but still, uh, you what you said earlier that no matter how good uh, the uh, uh, the leaders are, uh, he, or the system is, human nature will still uh, take its place and. Probably be uh, be uh, have, for example, cases of greed or corruption, but uh, I guess that that's the problem of the future, you know. <laughs> and so we we still have to face uh, where we are right now, and we're in a global pandemic, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that greediness and selfishness are 
are uh, part of human nature itself. You know, it's uh, it's like a, a consequence of the way we are living. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, long as uh, there are people being, uh, as long as there are people, there's people in power, they are going to be protecting it. And yeah, that makes it very hard. And of course, we can live by by around because that that's not what we really would want to do. Because living alone, being a hunter gatherer was was very hard, and it's not sustainable in the way the world is today. So we actually, well, if you if you look at all the whole of human history, we we've been more close and more united every time. You know, even right now. We are separated by nations, by parties and everything, but the world is globalized. And I, I can talk to you, you're uh, in the other end of the world, and we can have this conversation. It's something amazing. <laughs> and so, so the thing is, we would need to, to get that um, in, in, in another way, because it's not that we need to... Um, just end this and go back to 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 being uh, um, sold people like living on the run. We need to actually help each other more, you know, to share the resources because we do have them, but we're organizing them in a in a very bad way. Um, a lot of food gets wasted. Uh, there's a lot of clothes being manufactured every every second because companies are trying to sell but if uh, companies or not companies really if people were just producing things to use them and to give them to people who need them it, it would be far better you know we would need far less clothing we would need far less um cars like i said before um if we were to share those things, but it's not exactly share them because share, share it's a concept um, within our current mind frame, you know? <laughs> and so when, when, I, when you say share, it's about I have something that is mine and I can, I can give it to another person so we can use them. But uh, it's, it's not really like that because Everything, nothing is really, nothing really belongs to anyone, you know. That's also a, a mind construct. Things just are right there, which is kind of what Buddha tells about the, the things that most things are really nothing, you know. Everything you identify with an object, it could be like an emotion, it evolves in you and the, the sense of property or anything is actually nothing more than something that we are imposing on that object. Mm, and so we, we need to go beyond that and realize that it's, it's just the thing. Like um, we could be like having access to many things because that's Ultimately, that's what people need, you know, access to food, access to, um, to clothes, access to, I, I don't know, even a guitar. If I need to play the guitar, I want to have access to a guitar. 
So right now I would need to buy one and have it on my room. And whenever I want to use it, I could just use it, which is why I bought it for. But what if you could just like go to a music center or, or something that's near from you, you can just, whenever you want or whenever you stop using it, you return it. And we could be doing that with uh, with cameras, with uh, even with houses. Yeah, so uh, we're in a point in technology where we can we can have like very very big factories that, that are fully automated, and then have drones deliver things. And and we really don't need more human labor. We're we're already in that point. We could be surpassing it like right now. But since people need money, since people need work to be able to pay the companies that are actually keeping them away from the things that they need, um, we have another set of rules. And if a machine uh, steals your job, uh, then you're in a very, very bad place. But it should actually be a good thing. You know, if, if, uh, if my job gets automated, then I don't have to worry about, about doing those things and I can just learn more stuff. Yeah, but, um, well, we live in a capitalist world, man. <laughs> we have to. But yeah, but um, yeah, I think capitalism is better compared to what China is uh, facing now, right? And other communist countries. Yeah, but I guess that even the communist countries have to resort to being uh, acting like corporations or and making them because uh, that's where that's how production works. That's how the world economy works. And and no matter how ideal uh, communism communism can be, uh, people have to be realistic. You know. Yeah, of course. I mean, well, I I I think that China right now. Is as much as capitalist as, as the United States, you know. <laughs> it's just another name. But but yeah, capitalism has uh, has been around for some time because because it has been it has had a lot of good consequences. And the, even the monster was very good for for many things, you know, and it's better than trade because you are setting up a specific value and it, it can help you with many stuff, like also with the jobs. And But right now, it's being counterproductive, you know. Right now, we're in a point where we could be surpassing it and, and it's it's giving us more problems than it solves, you know, different from when it mm -hmm. began. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then um, uh, it would have to be some, for example, as you say, that we we might be ready for a communist world, but but. Um, no, but I I don't think it, it should be a, a communist world because. Like I said, communism makes a lot of mistakes, and communism didn't work before. 
because it, it, it simply doesn't work, you know? We have to think of something different. It's not like those are the only two possibilities, but maybe there's something in between that takes the best out of each one and creates something very different because the world today is very different from when, it, from like it was when communism was created, yeah. you know? And I guess that that would be, um, for example, uh, dependent on every country, I guess. But uh, for example, if mm. I were a country right yep. now, and I were if I were to choose between capitalism currently and uh, something in between socialism, um, I would still choose capitalism because uh, there are other countries. Like for example, th- third world countries or second world, who who would be- who I could benefit from and who would overtake me if I were to to switch from cap- a capitalist form and or more on s- social uh, reforms, right? And that's why outsourcing outsourcing has been yeah, very right. very uh uh popular in first from first world countries to third world countries because labor is very cheap in third world countries mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean they are taking advantage of it <laughs> and we are uh, like like seeing it as a good thing you know because it may be producing jobs which is something that people need right now so we we tend to think that it could be good but for example uh, when monsanto came to india and uh, they had a new prices very low but like uh, i don't know what was the number but like a thousand or two thousand farmers killed themselves because they weren't able to pay for the stuff anymore because of the competence the competition yeah it's, so it's very complex you know the the first thing we need to realize is that it's it's really complex and it's making a lot of stuff that we're not very aware of and it's shaping our behavior in a way that we don't fully yet understand because as we're into it we can only look at it from inside. So that that makes it very hard. But for example, I am in, in, I follow an organization. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called The Beast Project. Can you repeat that? Do you know it? What, organ- what organization? Yeah. Um, well, the... Uh, can you repeat the name of that? I'm sorry? Oh yeah, it's called the Venus Project. They are. Um, it was founded by a by a guy named Jack Presco, who also saw this, but uh, like uh, he died like two years ago. But he, when he was young, he lived during the Great Depression in the United States, and he saw that many many people were losing their jobs. They weren't able to pay for their food anymore the factories were being shut down there were a lot of people like 
and making use, trying to get a job and to finally be able to pay for a house. But he realized that even, even though the, that was a very, very hard time for everyone, the resources were still there, you know, the factories were still there, the food was still there. Nothing of that had actually disappeared. But it was the, the rules that made people um, get into that situation. And so he, he dedicated his life to research um, about different social systems. And, and he came up with this idea called uh, a resource-based economy where, where, where we as human beings try to just overcome scarcity, you know, by uh, automating things and making technologies and information available for everyone and, and just, you know, um, giving access to, to things in a very completely different way. You can just access um, the, uh, the place where you, where you get the cameras and all the sort of things, like, like what I was telling you before. You know, and, and to really look at our own behavior and, and realize that we are constantly being responsible for, for the behaviors of other people. You know, and how we and how we affect the world. That's <laughs> complicated. Yeah, and um, uh, Manuel, uh, we've been all, we're almost talking for like an hour, and uh, to end this, um, I want to uh, ask you one last question. And um, uh, yeah. as an individual, for example, if someone living from Chile or wherever, uh, how would you m make a difference mm -hmm. in the world? when we live in this uh, capitalist world where uh, the little guy is, uh, well, what we would say, some would say oppressed, but mostly uh, limited by the choices of, the, or the power, by the, those in power. How would one make a difference? Um, well, it's, it's hard to make a difference in a world where there's so many people. But first of all, I would say to inform yourself, you know, like the we live in the internet era and for the first time we have access to a lot a lot of information and it's it's there so people should go and, and read about you know like for example the venus project or about the, the human behavior psychology and all that sort of things and if, if when people think that um, and once you understand some things, um, I think the best way to go would be to to organize with people. It could be like friends, you know, who, who kind of thinks uh, the same in a way, but, but not exactly the same. I mean, people don't have to think the same. That's also a, misconcep a misconception that um, in order to change the world, we would all have to to think the same and, and it would be like a very dictatorial uh, system. But actually, the more different people think, the better, because you get different ideas, you, 
you can get different uh, perspectives on all sort of things. And so when we, if we were to communicate in a more effective way than we normally do by arguing, um, we could share these ideas like uh, comfortably, you know? I don't have to feel threatened uh, when someone doesn't agree with me with some things. Um, and so, and so after you inform yourself, you go on and you talk uh, about these things with people and, and maybe, I don't know, like start a, a community or something to like try to, if you, if you don't agree with this system, for example, for like consumerism is, uh, is a very bad thing nowadays. Um, if you organize with people, you can try to together bypass that behavior, you know, and and all that all that stuff that's uh, keeping us from the future. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, you said it, man. Uh, in, be informed, and uh, if you can, uh, with whatever you, power you can do, uh, just do good, right? And. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah. Manuel, uh, thank you so much for your time. It has been awesome talking to you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And I hope that uh, you could guest <laughs> you again so in this uh, podcast someday. I, I just. Oh, yeah. I would love to. And uh, thank you so much, dude. And uh, <laughs> I have to end this now because it's it's been too long. But uh, thank you so much, and it's been awesome. <laughs> Yeah, take care, man. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks.